Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Well, hello and welcome back to the Keith Cheggers podcast. Uh, my name's Hannah Norris. I am a mother and I'm here with my husband. <laughs> Carl Donnelly. I'm a father. Yeah. And um, this is a podcast about pregnancy, um, which if you've been listening along, you know is what it's about. And um, if you've listened up to date, you'll hear the last, the last week... Um, we told you that we have already had our baby, so yes, it was meant to be a 40, 40 weeks. What was it? Starting from week six, six, going right through to week forty. Yeah, baby the due comes, date, and that would have mm-hmm. been the final episode. Baby comes out, mm-hmm. but she decided to come along two weeks early. Yeah, um, and so now she's here on your lap. She is, and she's making a few little noises. Yeah, but, um, you know. We'll see. We'll see how we go. Yeah, we might have to pause for it a couple of times <laughs> yeah. and uh, reset, see if she gets a bit grumbly. Because we figured once she did come early that we may as well just do a few more episodes kind of talking about how it's been going well, for us. take it up to the 40 weeks yeah. in terms of episodes and also give people a real-time uh, sort of rundown on what yeah. them early weeks are yeah. like. So um, this is officially week 39. Yeah. Even though it's not. It's not. It's a bit late, <laughs> but it's... Ish. Yeah. So, um, Twyla, our daughter, she's now three and a half weeks old. She's just opened her eyes. Oh, she's going to make some noise in a minute. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, we just wanted to kind of check in on what's been happening. Yeah. So, the last episode, you told everyone your birth story. Yeah. And we talked through what that day was like. Yeah. So, listeners who are pregnant mm-hmm. or partners of listeners who are pregnant. Um, well, sort of, you know, that was it. they've if they've listened right through, they've heard obviously what they've got in store in terms of pregnancy, but they've also now heard not only a bunch of pregnancy stories from guests, but your one yeah. with all your expectations and what you went into it feeling actually ended up being pretty straightforward. Yeah, and that's sort of the end game in terms of this being a podcast about pregnancy. Yeah, because... you can't really carry it on after that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but it's like we're kind of saying, it's you, you sort of, when you're pregnant, you're working towards the birth, like that's the end game, but then it's also the start of yes. the next part or the real part. Or the is... part, which a book I'm reading this week, mm-hmm. Uh, just because the baby's here, I haven't stopped reading the books. I have. Yeah, you. <laughs> I can't do anything. Um, Hannah is on currently on like a one text a day. Yeah, sort of. I think that's so. Your... I, I read them, but I don't get back to anybody. No, you're just. Um, but that's because you. Why would you? You're enjoying the early days of motherhood. Yeah. I, you know, when you're you've, but I'm being as involved as I physically can be. You know, I'm doing yeah. a lot, but you know, I, I, the fact is, feeding is still the biggest part of the day for a baby. Yeah, in the early... feeding and sleeping. And so often when she feeds, then she'll fall asleep where she's just been feeding, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, exactly. on me. So. Yeah. so you just, you know, you've got... We're hanging out a lot. Why would you start doing normal life admin? Yeah, I'd like to write back to a few more text messages. Yeah, I'll forget. <laughs> I don't mind. But, uh, but a book I'm reading talks about 
this first three months as the fourth trimester mm-hmm. and that as an idea you've mentioned to me yeah and I I'm really into it and I like this idea of you know sort of this is a part you know we think of it as nine months boom but then like when they come out they're just a baby but this book talks about how similar they are when they're on the outside for the first three months than they actually were before they came out because this thing about them being the only mammals who kind of aren't ready for the world, really. Yeah, most when like, born. you know, horses can come out and at the end of the day they're running around. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Babies come out and it takes them ages to do anything. Yeah. So I think, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I think this period of time, as now, I've, I thought a baby would come out and my interest in pregnancy would have just been like done. Yeah. That was my little project. But I'm now really fascinated by this, this early development stage. Yeah. So, I mean, I was trying to think about what's the main things that are happening. Oh, did we talk about the fact that I stayed in hospital a bit after the baby? I think we did, yeah. didn't we? Yeah, because so we talked about me bringing the placenta nights. home. And... <laughs> yeah. Which is still in the freezer. Yes, yeah. We haven't done anything with it yet. I keep seeing it every time I go to get an ice pole. <laughs> it's like a little reminder. Yeah. Um, so then kind of coming home, mainly life is kind of boobs and poo yeah and sleep kind of you predicted that you would spend the first few weeks just lying around with your boobs out and yep. you've absolutely spot on there. i'm a powerful witch i do yeah. manifest things <laughs> like the last two days we've had some builders on yeah. working on the house next door but on a part of their roof that is just looking into our front room <laughs> yeah. and yesterday morning i was like do you want me to cover the window so because you've got your boobs out. And you were like, no, it's all fine. No, and once they've seen it once, they're like, oh, exactly. she's, she's in there with her boobs out and, and a I've, baby. I've been out with the baby in my arms having a chat to them and they, they're they aware of the situation. Yeah. So they don't mind. Yeah. So, yeah, the the feeding thing has, I guess, a big part. Obviously, no, um, we're kind of following the responsive feeding way of feeding a baby, which is basically whenever she wants to be fed I feed her yes um they say kind of in those first you know the first few weeks um there's it's too hard to put a schedule on it or anything and generally it's sort of every two hours you don't really want to go beyond three hours um so like when we go to bed at night time if and that's from the start of one feed to the start of the next feed yes so like when we go to bed if I've fed her at kind of 10 p.m I'll set an alarm um, for 1am so exactly three hours later yeah. in case she hasn't woken up um, that I will wake her up instead and that's regardless so like it starts at 10 yeah if she feeds and she's a bit grumbling and she needs a change and she, then she goes awake. on the other boob and like all that stuff and sometimes it, that 10 o'clock to 1 o'clock window you know you end up she actually ends up falling asleep at 11.30 yeah and suddenly you're like all right so we've got an hour and a half yeah sleep and, but mainly she wakes up before that. She would yes. she would have kind of two hours sleep and then wake up. Um, so kind of in the night, I'm getting maybe, yeah. So she'll feed for like, that takes about half an hour. Then it's kind of settling her. So I get probably an hour, an hour and a half sleep. And then I'm up again yes. for the next time you hear her making little noises and waking up um, ready to be fed. But with the breastfeeding, when, um, when, she was first born and they gave me the baby (laughs) and I was like, Oh, I want to try parent led breast. I mean, baby led breastfeeding. And they didn't know what that meant, which I think we said before. And that's where the baby, you put the baby on your chest and you can watch videos of this on YouTube. It's one of the ones that I've kind of watched to do with birth and the baby just kind of crawls up your stomach and finds their way to your nipple and starts feeding themselves. It's like an instinctive 
um, move. So I wanted to do that, but we didn't. Twyla did not. No, work that we weren't out. given the choice. Uh, oh, straight like, away. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I said straight yeah. away. But I, feel, but I mean, since then you have tried. <laughs> yeah. Tried it. Um, because yeah, we'll talk about the little breastfeeding. Well, that's it. Because we, because because I did the feeding kind of as they showed me, which I think is cradle hold or something. Yeah. It's basically like it's how most people would think of breastfeeding, yeah, physically, like visibly. Yeah, and she was good at that. We were we were all good, and that mm. was working. Um, and then. You have this thing where the first milk that you produce is the colostrum, which was so interesting when I first saw that come out. I was like, oh, it's working because yeah. it is this like dark yellow kind of buttery yeah. looking milk and only a tiny bit comes out. I can't remember. It's a few mils. Yeah. And then on like day four, day three or four is when the rest of your milk comes in. So the pints. <laughs> yeah, the proper milk. It looks, yeah. looks like milk. It does actually taste like milk because I dip my finger in a little bit where you, you'd expressed a bit into a That's cup um, on a on a period of time we'll talk about in a minute and I just couldn't help just have a little taste I told you you almost weren't going to and I was like taste I know, yeah, it you did force me into it but, um, and it tastes exactly like it tastes like nice milk but it was quite sweet and um, you know being vegans that, that was consensual I just want to just quickly clarify as well that that was I literally just tasted it and that's the end of that. I'm not now I'm not a creep <laughs> yeah. who's now drinking it regularly. No, he hasn't been cooking with it or making um making smoothies. No. <laughs> Placenta but, and breast milk smoothies. Yeah, yucky. Um so there was like so the breastfeeding was going really well and then when my milk started coming in, that's when she got a bit confused with yes. what to do. And we kind of had we we've been going. Oh, this is so great, you know. And it's going so smoothly, and there's no tears, and blah blah blah. And then there was a day, two days of quite a lot of tears. Yeah, I mean, there was one day where it was probably from the afternoon into the right into sort of the night time. So between like two or three, yeah, and maybe ten p.m. She just every feed was a bit of a struggle, wasn't it? She just really cracked. Yeah. A bit and just like she couldn't latch on, and she went a bit. It was like she just wasn't understanding what was coming through. Yeah. Um, and then so that happened and then the next day it was the evening it happened again yeah and we'd we'd in the meantime oh, she, here he is. hello She's in the meantime we'd gone this is her this is toilet <laughs> the noises they make are amazing i'll just clarify yeah it's like because sort of even when she's sleeping, she's sort of now and again she goes through phases where she just makes these little gurgly weird noises. It's like having a little gremlin in your bed, isn't it? Yeah, I think she's trying to do a fart at the moment, oh, which no. kind of hurts. We could pause her. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's pause. Let's do a little pause, pause because yeah, she's at the minute she's got still having a bit of gas. Yeah, we're back. Hi, we're back. I think that was 15 minutes that we were away. She's fed. Yeah, fed her. It had been an hour and a half since her last feed. So when she woke up, she was she was ready for it. Yeah. Um, but we were talking about back in those couple of days when the feeding wasn't going very well. Yeah. And it was it was very distressing because I'm aware that I need to feed her. And if I can't feed her, then she's not going to get food and then she's going to die. <laughs> I mean, that is the... <laughs> That's the the that's the mother's fear. Well, not the mother's. That's the fact. The parents' fear is. Yeah. I need to provide for this child. Yeah. So the fact that she wasn't feeding was distressing and worrying, um, and so we were trying all these different ways to get her to feed, and she was really crying hard. Yeah. And now, in hindsight, 
my at that point, like day four or whatever, all I could think of was to try and get her to feed, try and put my boob in her mouth yeah, and yeah, make yeah. her have food. Now, I know that what she was doing probably was telling me different things. Like I think she was overtired. Yes. And I know that now when she's overtired, she'll kind of bounce around on my boob and not properly yeah. try and feed or eat at that time. And she cries and it's like she doesn't know how to do it. Yes. But really she's just a bit too tired and wants something else. Like we walk around with her and yeah, yeah. Um, try and distract her and get her to sleep in a different way. Then she wakes up a bit later and then she feeds fine. Yeah. Which I think was part of what was going on. But Yeah, I think we were just, yeah, we assumed it was feeding. Yeah. So every time she got a bit like unsettled yeah we would basically try and force her onto your boob which just escalated the situation yeah and then was it the day after that i had to go and see the day five so um, health care yes so what it was it was we had the one we had a we had wednesday uh no sorry we had a tuesday it was a tuesday i believe yeah or was it a wednesday tuesday would be day four day four so i think it was that day <laughs> where yeah. um thing we had that tough day yeah the next day, we had a session with uh, Cordelia, who was uh, is a breastfeeding. Oh no, we do it. We do all these days are wrong now. Are they? So there was the day. So she hadn't been going very well. Then I had to go to day five appointment at the hospital, which it feels so weird that suddenly you have to go to a hospital appointment when I you're it now. in like a total. It was a Wednesday. Uh, yeah, so it was a Wednesday where she had the tough day. Thursday morning, you had the hospital appointment. Yeah, they gave you all sort of. Where we go and she gets weighed, they check my stitches, things like that. Um, but they had a midwife there who's kind of a breastfeeding expert. And I'd said how the night before had been a bit tricky. So she wanted to watch me feed. And sh- her um, ideas about breastfeeding were very different to what we'd learned and been taught. And she was saying things like, you have to slap her, just slap her while you've yeah. got her on the boob and tickle her feet and make her, she has to not go to sleep. And the hold she showed me. So. There's this way of kind of latching the baby on your boob and then holding your boob in like a, what do they call it? Like the burger yeah, position or something. Yeah, burger, yeah. Um, but the way she was showing me was 90 degrees, the opposite direction yes. of the burger. and So it'd be like if you were holding a burger width-wise. Yeah, <laughs> trying to mouth, squeeze it into your mouth. Trying to put it into your mouth like a disc. Yeah, like a big quarter pounder that's really, really tall. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I came away from that session feeling very confused yes and like I wasn't doing breastfeeding right and um I felt quite bullied I suppose and a bit um well yeah her language and her manner I don't think took took into account the fact that you'd given birth five days previous yeah or six days previous yeah and it was all cut like um, Twyla, because she was 3.4 kilos when she was born, and I think she was 3.2 kilos yeah. that day. So babies lose weight in that first little bit, and they are supposed to get back up to their birth weight, which I think is like usually three weeks or well, a month. Well, you can take – that's the maximum. It shouldn't yeah. take longer than that, but, it should, yeah, it should, it should take them between sort of a week, which is quick, and like three to four weeks and to so get to their birth weight. She, again, she kind of worried me about that. The fact she's like, oh, we have to get her up to her birth weight. Like, it was like 200 grams. Yeah. It's nothing. So that made me nervous. And about her poos as well, that her poos were a bit watery. Yeah. Which meant that she wasn't necessarily getting the hind milk, just the fore milk. So 
you know, this idea that she had to actively feed for about 15 minutes and I had to slap her. <laughs> Which yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't do. She's and like tough love. Go home and do yeah, tough yeah. love. But what had happened the night before is after that really long tough day, mm. I started texting Cordelia, who is a we met on NCT, mm. who is the breastfeeding consultant, and she'd given us. She remember she sent the photo of the burger holes, and then that night you'd sort of cracked it, and then you, then you got undermined on the Thursday, and that was when we spoke to Cordelia again that evening, and the mm-hmm. next day we had the session. Okay. And it was that thing of, yeah, it was just basically it was a, a, a worst time for it where you, you're you're physically recovering, you're mm. tired, you feel like you need to get this up and running because this yeah. baby needs to feed and get to their birth weight, and you've been given mixed messages, advice, yeah. yeah. So it was all a bit of a hoo ha. Yeah, and plus because my milk was coming in, that meant my boobs were getting big yes like something i've been saying about my boobs the whole time I'm like they're not really that big i thought they were gonna be big and like just huge and heaving with milk um and they were on that day and they were quite hot and, and engorged yeah like sort of <laughs> s- s- firm weren't they? yeah firm and so there was this thing that cordelia because we called the breastfeeding hotline as well oh, yeah we did um which all these things i recommend if you have any problem with breastfeeding just get it sorted straight away like there's a breastfeeding hotline which I don't know, we can put a link to or a phone yeah, number. Yeah, it's just if you type in the, the like it's like the, I think it's NHS funded British breastfeeding helpline. It's, like, it's it's not 24 hours a day, but it closes like 11 o'clock yeah. at night. It's really, and they were nice. They were nice. Yeah, very calming. And she, I think she recommended doing the baby led, trying doing the baby yes. led thing and just getting skin on skin. That was the other thing. Just get, because a midwife in the hospital had kind of, told me off because I was doing skin on skin yeah. again and was like you need to put clothes on her she's should be cold so I realized when we got home those first couple of days we hadn't done much skin on skin no. and when the breastfeeding woman on the hotline said to do it I was like oh yeah of course so that's that was another good piece of advice so just get skin on skin happening and yes. also if you have any troubles just try and get it sorted straight away rather than letting it tease out and it being a problem that gets bigger and harder there's people out there who can help you and consultants and all that kind of thing. And it's really worth it. Yeah, it is. Because. Because even like that's the, the on the Friday, finally, yeah. you know, when we had the Zoom call. Yeah. Um, and basically what she did was talk you. She basically, I, I held the camera and we yeah. got you set up on like sitting in, in, in the corner of the sofa, you know, with loads of cushions around you, get comfortable. And she just worked through, right, try this hold. Yeah. And she'd talk you through it. You'd try it. All right, that one's not working. Try this one. And what it, what essentially I think she made it feel like was we're finding the right one for Twyla. Yeah. That she will be comfortable with. Yeah. And we got to the end of that because she, she was still quite distressed through that whole thing. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think, you know, I think she is quite strong-willed already in this. <laughs> things that she likes to do things her own way. Um, so... But at the end, Cordelia wanted us to check if she had a tongue tie, perhaps. Yes. So we had to kind of put fingers in her mouth. And Cordelia said she thought she had a small posterior tongue tie, which is at the back of the mouth, um, which when, when babies have a tongue tie, it makes it really difficult for them to feed and latch on. And it's something, interestingly, that doesn't seem to get checked when you... At the hospital. I think, yeah, I think... Well, they claim they do a little check, but I, yeah. I don't know anyone... Uh, who's ever been told their baby's got one yeah everyone i know who we've met since yeah, yeah. Have, have had one and had to get it 
literally fixed. They were not told about it at, after the birth. They had to then get it reassessed. Yeah. Um, so with that, she recommended a tongue tie doctor for us to go and see. It was Friday, so we called up straight away and we got an appointment for the Monday, yes. which I was nervous then about the weekend that maybe it wasn't going to go that well. <laughs> um, and she also um, recommended for us to get nipple shields N- yeah nipple shields and to hire a breast pump yeah proper like hospital grade breast hospital pump. hospital grade double electric pump which she gave us a place where you can hire from and carl got that sorted the next day yeah and that- gra- if you're if you're in london uh basically it is in fulham i've, it's, I've i can't remember the name of the the um, pharmacy um I'll dig it out. It's our brains still aren't working. I know, that but way. basically, I called them on the Saturday morning. Yeah. And said, "Look, we've been recommended you to to hire a, a hospital grad breast pump, and they've couriered it over for one p.m. It was amazing. Yeah. And that how much it cost for a two week hire? It was thirty five pounds for two weeks, which is I thought was really cheap. It's amazing. I didn't know what it was going to cost. And then it goes on to a rolling contract of forty five pounds a month as long as you need it. And these are all things like Cordelia sort of recommended them reluctantly because she's very into natural feeding yes. and that babies babies and mothers can feed and that a baby shouldn't need nipple shields and you, you it was kind of too early to be pumping. Yeah. But if there was going to be problems and she wasn't going to be able to feed, then I was just like, whatever you recommend, we're just happy to try yeah. it. We just ordered everything that yeah. was, was potentially going to be needed if we had problems. And basically, from that night onwards, Twyla was just fine. Yeah. <laughs> all the problems disappeared. Long story short, once once you'd worked out uh, with Cordelia that hold that she seems to like, yeah. then it just took her a couple of feeds, and she seemed to, she seemed. It's almost like the thing of like, I think the more ba- the babies sort of, if they if they're struggling to latch on. Then the next feed, the moment they start, if they don't latch, they just lose their mind. Like, yeah, it's like, and because it's a fear, I would be stressed it? as well. Yes. Like, the, if the mother is stressed, if there's kind of stress and tension, it all exacerbates the other. Yeah, and then it all doesn't go well. So yeah, and they also say like even things like stress affects your letdown of your milk and everything. Like you know, it's is that thing of it sounds because it's obviously it's really hard as well. It's stressful when your baby's crying and not yeah. being able to latch on. But it is that thing, if you, you, you've got to try and, you know, it's like with anything, any stressful thing you ever do, a test or whatever, yeah. the more stressed you are, the harder the thing will be. So yeah. you've got to just the more try more tension and in your body, the, yeah, the more you can't relax. Um, but yeah, literally that night, then it was fine and she <laughs> fed fine the whole weekend. So um, we didn't use any of, we didn't use the breast pump. No. I haven't, I just, I did a little bit of hand expressing, which <laughs> I think I'd tried to do before um, she was born. Yeah hadn't been able to but once like my boobs were all big and heavy and hot and full and you do a little bit of squeezing of your nipple then it drips out you can you can milk yeah, yourself yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um which i did a little bit and also this thing called reverse pressure softening which because um when your breasts are engorged everybody your nipples can get quite hard and it makes it it makes it difficult for the baby to like pull that whole nipple into their mouth which is what they do the areola and the nipple everything goes into their mouth um the reverse pressure massage you like you like use your hands like a claw and you push down on your on your areola um for like 30 seconds and then move it about 90 degrees and do the same thing and that just softens that up and makes it easier for them to put it in their mouth yes (laughs) <laughs> um, 
But really, that was just these two days so early on. And then the feeding has been totally fine yeah. since we, then. We did go and see the, yeah. the tongue tie specialist just as a... We had that appointment in and we thought we might as well use it. And she said she does have a little posterior tongue tie. Mm. It's very small and she watched you feed and she said it looks like she's worked it out and she doesn't need any procedure. Didn't want any intervention. No, she said it's fine. In case it confused things. Exactly. So, but then so we've chatted since we've got people from our NCT. One of them had to had quite a serious tongue tie that had to be snipped. and Yeah, and friends messaging me and saying, you know, how much their nipples were cracked and expressing milk that was pink because there's blood in it from the nipples yeah. and the other people from our group as well, you know, having troubles with breastfeeding. It's very and common is what we've learned. Yeah, and so less common that apart from that little hiccup for us that it's been really... It's been really good. Yeah. I've just been... Your boobies are not sore. No, they're not... They're, they're back to not being massive and like I thought they're... What did... I had, to, I had to show them to my friend Susie. He was like, oh, you look like a 70s Playboy model. <laughs> That's what she thought my boobs looked like. That's Twyla agreeing because she loves them. <laughs> um, but it's such a like... Again, that my friend Susie asked me what it felt like, and it just feels really natural. Like, there's no particular sensation, I don't think, from the sen- from her feeding off my body. Just like, yep, this is how it works, yeah, yeah, yeah. and this is how we do things now, and that's what's making her. Because I can't believe, like, so you, there's a thing you can do when they're a bit upset when you put your little finger, you sort of upside down, you put your little finger in their mouth, and they. It's it almost triggers that sucking mechanism. Yeah. It's like putting a it's basically like using a dummy, isn't it? Yeah. And um and I did it and I couldn't believe how strong she sucks. Yeah. Like it, it, I, I, I advise any parents when you have yeah. a newborn child try it because you will not believe the strength of the sucking, like the pressure. Which is it? Because I I I agree. You feel that with your finger, but when she's when she's got my boob in her mouth, I don't feel like it's that intense. Yeah, that's surprise. So surprising. But again, we know that I've got a really high pain threshold, guys. <laughs> so it might be that intense for other people. Um, but yeah, that's it's it is a it's a full time job, breastfeeding at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've got a little. It's, it says Twyla scorecard. Um, just before a few weeks before she was born, we painted this surface with blackboard paint. That we've got um, the Twyla scorecard, which has her feeds, her wees, and her poos. We just put them on there because with, when you're breastfeeding, you have to alternate breasts. You're supposed to offer both at each feed. And then so we write down the letter that the next feed has to start from. So her next feed will be starting on the right breast. And there's, there's apps you can use that for as well. Yeah. Basically, you should you should be keeping note for the first yeah. couple, especially the first month or so. Yeah, because then the wheeze and the poos is the next big thing that yeah. is a big part of our it's life. good to just keep a note of them. Yeah, which you're the you're the that's your domain really. Yeah, I'm sort of domain. I'm I'm the majority of changes. Yeah, uh, which is fine. You know, during the day she, she's absolutely fine being changed. The only time is during the night. Yeah, you know, because basically she wakes up, you feed her, sort of you almost give her half a feed, and then you pass it to me and I change her, and she just she just goes mad because it's like it's the middle of the night. She's just been she's woken up. She's still a bit groggy. She's had some food. And suddenly I've just grabbed her and <laughs> ripped her clothes off and started cleaning her. And initially we... um, So we've been using disposable nappies. Uh, 
which I think when we talked to Katie Mulgrew and I'd been talking about elimination communication, which is when <laughs> you just teach them how to use a potty and stuff like that, which you're supposed to be able to do from when they're born. And Katie just said something like, oh, I wouldn't make things too difficult for yourself yeah. in those early days. And I definitely think that was good advice. Um, yes. Because there know. is so much we and poo as well. Like, yeah. It is, you know, but we can see the scorecard here just for today. Starting from midnight last night, She's done six wees and six poos. Five poos. Sorry. Yeah. And two of them were little poos. Two of them were little, but and they probably yeah, you know, some of them some of them were doubled up, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's um, you know, it's full on. You're gonna be changing so many nappies. So if, and it's you know, you still sometimes you can tell when she's you can definitely tell sometimes when she's trying to do a poo. Yeah. Um, or it could be a bit of wind or you know, so there there is definitely a telltale sign but you know, you wouldn't want to. You'd be holding her over a, a posse for ages, and it'd probably be quite <laughs> yeah. tough for her and distressing. Yeah, it'd be so intense. So I think um, we'll leave that idea for now. For, I think. Yeah, for a bit later. And the disposables, like we're we're definitely going to move on to the um, fabric nappies, yeah, the cloth yeah, yeah. nappies. We just have been again just keeping it easy for ourselves, but we've been and buying the we bamboo given ones. Loads. Yeah. So we we bought loads of biodegradable ones, mm. um, and then we were given by first Felicity, ever guest Felicity Ward yeah um, she gave us a big bag of ones that uh, they, that they hadn't used got into using yeah yeah as well as the the co-sleeping cot which we haven't used that we've they've lent that to us yeah All of television history is contained within the box of delights. It was happening in front of us. Incredible. In our living rooms. It was amazing. Guests pick their favourite television moment and tell us why they love it. And is this the episode where Daisy's just been for the interview at the Women's Magazine? Flaps. That's it, Flaps. Yeah. Named one of Radio Time's best podcasts of the year. I don't understand people who don't see the joy in drawing the curtains, mug of hot chocolate and something nice on TV. Like, what could be nicer than that? Than having a snuggle. Exactly. Nostalgia in bite-sized chunks. Box of delights from Great Big Owl. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, but with the poos and wees, uh, if you'll remember that Carl was Carl's not a poo poo boy. <laughs> it was my biggest fear about having a baby was genuinely that I'm not I'm so squeamish around wee and poo. Yeah. Turns out all it takes is 24 hours of having a newborn child. Just put it in his mouth. Well, I accidentally touched my mouth while having poo on it. That's that was my I had poo on my finger and I touched my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that's where in his mouth now that's what he's into um, it's, um, yeah but it's, it's uh, the, the the change of 
and like ability to cope with it yeah was quicker than i i no one could have t- told me that and i would have believed it yeah like i genuinely thought all right, I'll get used to it. I know, yeah, but it would take me a good few weeks. Yeah. And it was literally 24 hours. Yeah, and yeah. I was just like, that's fine. Yeah. Um, and well, I will, just one side point on that. New At this age, their poos and wees are quite inoffensive. Yeah. My brother told me when I chatted to him, <laughs> I said, yes, fine, man. I said, I'm not actually totally fine with the wees and poos. And he went, wait until your child does an actual shit, <laughs> like a proper <laughs> log. He goes, then you will change your mind. So, <laughs> yeah, that is, I suppose there is. We are still in the naivety of yeah. a newborn. Although the, the farts are like proper farts. We we really got the giggles the other night yeah. when she did three grown-up yeah. farts yeah. in a row. Yeah, <laughs> but that's probably the one thing at the moment that's causing her a little bit of discomfort and distress. Yes, um, and I know that this is the time when you're supposed to when colic is supposed to be kicking off which is a kind of phenomenon and a mystery yeah. of what colic is. It's sort of the IBS of babies, isn't it? Mm. It's sort of a catch-all for a lot of different problems. Yeah, but it's, basic, but it's also when they do lots of crying and seem to be uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Twyla doesn't, she doesn't cry very much. I think looking at things that's supposed to be about three hours a day is the minimum, sort of three well, no, to average. six hours. The average yeah. is about, they reckon it, yeah, sort of anywhere between like two and three hours a day crying is average at the minute yeah uh three hours above three hours a day three days a week is when you it's termed colic yeah and some babies can cry for for 12 hours a day i mean when i read that i was like that (laughs) because it is it's it's stressful when yeah Yeah. because a little because it's not and also there is what you learn quickly is there's very different levels of crying yeah you know actually there's only one there's one that is very distressing and she tends to only do that currently when she's being changed yeah. in the middle of the night there's like two changes i've noticed normally between like sort of two in the morning and maybe like f- five in the morning yeah changing her in that window she just goes mad it's probably because she thinks you're a saber-toothed tiger who's come to come <laughs> and eat so. her in the night and the guy who comes to put his put her poo in his mouth <laughs> <laughs> she's she's joining in on conversations as well she has opinions on some of the things we say um but the yeah that that cry as and even over these past couple of weeks the way that her lungs are developing oh, and yeah. that her vocal range is developing she can really hit some she just came out of one today just mm. out of the blue I thought I thought she was asleep in my arms and she just woke up and just went ah that's really loudly <laughs> it was like she just woke up from a bad dream yeah which is another she has these dreams that's that's the thing <laughs> that I hate the most actually she has dreams about crying. Yeah. <laughs> You can see that she's literally in her dream. She is crying. She's like reliving that change or whatever. Well, apparently, I read a thing. I don't know if I told you about this. You might have been asleep. It was the other night. Probably. That's all I seem to do. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, she was, I think I was when, yeah, I'd managed, I was holding her and she was asleep and I was just awake for a, like, I just couldn't sleep because she was in my arms. Yeah. And I read a thing about how they dream that the amount of hours babies spend in REM sleep yeah is massive compared to humans right uh, to humans <laughs> compared to adults <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> but um and part of that is apparently because apparently that what they're doing is almost scanning the day so they yeah, scan right. the day for like right what bits of information it's that is stored in the brain afterwards i don't it's probably some i don't know if it's a true thing but it said like you know so they are basically when they're dreaming they're running through what's happened that day to see what lessons will continue 
Otherwise, like, um, I think my dreams are like that. What, just a little sort of a, I dream, a stock I have the most take. boring dream. Yeah, I'll be like, think I'll be dreaming about an Excel spreadsheet and then <laughs> something at the shops. Yeah. Yeah, that's what people go, what are, you, what are your dreams? And they've had a dream that they were flying or... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have baby dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm growing up with some baby dreams. <laughs> but it is like, just to think that that's what she's dreaming about is just crying is... But it's really cute little yeah, yeah, yeah. little version of crying. But that's it. Day. Most of the noises she makes are very inoffensive. Yeah, they're very nice. Yeah, they're lovely. We like her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, it's just there's a couple of times when she kicks off, and when I read that thing about how some people have babies that you know if they get severe colic and yeah. other issues, they can cry for like twelve hours a day. That would be I would I'd be done. Do you remember it the other so. night when I was changing her and she <laughs> just lost it, and I was just tired and. I basically, you said you'd take over and I just lay on the bed and covered my ears. <laughs> I, yeah. was like, I was like basically rocking back and forth. like Because yeah. it, it was the first time she'd kicked off that day. And it yeah. was just, it was such an extreme one because she was just like so annoyed that I was changing her. Yeah. And I just felt so guilty. But there are things, you know, like just the past couple of days, have we been talking to her more while changing her? Yeah. Kind of talking her through it? Music. I've music. been whacking music on when I'm changing her. Yeah. Give her some distraction. Yeah. Um, so that I mean they're all things we're just trying to learn and figure out like I think that's like you learn things that work and then something else will happen and you have to learn how to sort that out so I think the hardest thing is not feeling that you're not able to soothe her or comfort her or do what she needs but you just have to be patient yes and breathe and try not to get stressed yeah and as well you know, I'm I'm so grateful that Carl's here. I I've been I think about friends of mine who are either single parents or have had issues with their children and or the ch- the children are sick and things like that. And it's so yeah, or like it must be so hard. It just must be I'm so t- hard. I mean, I, yeah, I can't imagine what it'd be like to have a newborn on your own. Yeah. Like, and that's not, you know, I'm saying, oh, people do it. People just yeah. decide, no, actually, I don't need a partner. But when I, I, my respect for those people has gone through yeah. the roof. Yeah, yeah, me too. My, my friend who um, who is a single mum and has been since her son was born, um, she, yeah, I said I, you know, the same thing. I was like, I think you're amazing. I think you're amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. she's like, there's no, there's no choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, of course. You just have to do it. Um, but yeah, massive respect. The other thing being new parents, oh my God, we cannot watch anything on TV that has something, <laughs> has something that happens to a child. I and know. it seems like every TV show, there's like... Every show's about paedophiles <laughs> at the minute. Every single and drama. babies dying. Totally. And- <laughs> Honestly. <what's, laughs> yeah, we've definitely become hypersensitive. Yeah. Like that, I had, that happened towards the end of the pregnancy though. Yeah. You made me watch something with Andrew Scott. And- yeah. I just looked at it at the end and went, why did you not tell me what yeah. it was about? <laughs> but it's a, it's definitely like I can feel that mother instinct of the protector and yeah, the, yeah, yeah. that kind of primal. Yeah. Rah. Oh, I would, I would just quickly as a tip. And again, I'm, I'm not on board with a lot of the book, but um, that book I'm just finishing. Yeah, uh, Charlie Pickering Charlie recommended Pickering, to us. Australian comedian recommended it. It's called The, the Happiest Baby on the Block. Mm-hmm. And basically... It talk what it does. It talks you through ways of calming a crying baby. Yeah. And as much as I don't agree with, like, it basically it recommends that you should swaddle and put white noise music on for the whole fourth trimester, the first three months of your baby's life, to get them to sleep and be calm. 
because you're meant to recreate what it's like in the womb. Mm-hmm. But I don't agree fully with that. I think, you know, they're out. You might as well yeah. start getting them used to the world and just take a bit of crying now and again. What I like about it, though, it does offer a few little tips. It talks about how babies basically have almost... And I've, I think we'd already noticed this before I started reading it, how they have almost a switch. They can be mid-screaming, you know, like during a, a change in the night. And there's little things you can do that suddenly just... It's almost like they yeah. go into a little daze. Like the, the biggest tip I can give is the one that I just happened upon, which yeah. is um, using your pregnancy ball. Yeah. Right. That, that, that was in that some first... more merch. We'll do some. Yeah. Keith Chigger's pregnancy but ball. That was in that. That was in that first. That first that breastfeeding thing. Yeah. She was kicking off in the first week. Basically, I found if you take her, go and sit in your arms, go and sit on the ball, and just gently bounce up and down. It just they just go into like a zen like state, yeah. and I've told other people in the NCT and they've all tried it and said how much it works. So if, yeah, you know it must have just been a total. I think it's that luck. thing because if you because to soothe babies as well, walking around helps them, and it's that yeah. it's again it's that thing of being in the womb that you, the movement yeah. is something that they're more used to, and the ball I imagine is a bit like if you inside the amniotic fluid, but yeah, it's a bit yeah. more bouncy yeah. than just kind of the than walking yes. straight up on so, the... So, yeah, this I think this book is a good one in terms of giving you a few tips, like, you know, the ball we just happened upon, that's lucky. Mm. But things like, if you have, if your baby is crying, you know, te- like really loudly and it's like really distressed, it recommends things like swaddling, mm. you know, can sometimes just turn babies into a calm state. Um, Which fl- we haven't quite, so we no, haven't swaddled I, 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 yet. Yeah, we've not needed it. Yeah, but I've also tr- semi-tried, flipped, but, but not really. flipping them over, like, onto their, like, sort of belly... Or just onto their side, because again they they spend the last how how long in your womb upside down. And yeah. Suddenly they're on their back, and it can be just they can just get bored in that position. Yeah. So I found sometimes if she's really crying, I just flip her onto my chest upside, like just you know, onto quickly like from her back onto her front, and she just stops and she's yeah. just totally chilled all of a sudden. Yeah, and it's the the sh- the shaking kind of the little. Um, like yeah. rocking, but on a very on a smaller scale. Micro where you just, rocking, yeah. sort of. And the shush, yeah. That's quite like the quite loud shush. If they're really crying, give them a good sort of shh, but do it in their ear and do it. You've got to do it louder than their cry so they hear it and calm down. Yeah, which I find I'm not. I don't like that. You're one not that a much. fan of it, but I've no. I've I've, I've utilised it. it a few times. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a good. But I'd recommend that book, even though I don't fully agree with a lot of it. It's just good for giving you some emergency tips if you need them yeah um so what, what other have is there other things that we've worked out oh we've got vitamin d drops because that's something that you're supposed to <laughs> that's good for the baby to have and you have to we sneak them into her mouth when she doesn't know it's happening yeah and bath times we've oh, sort yeah. of finally we had a, we had a, almost a stress-free bath today for the yeah. first time she we, seemed to like it we tried to give her like we've been giving her morning <laughs> baths and then one day I got a bit confident was like, oh, you're supposed to do like baths in the evening. You, that's how you show them how it's nighttime. And she was not into that either. <laughs> that was a big one. That was a yeah. bad one. Yeah, but the morning ones and today the water was really nice and warm. We had some lavender baby stuff recommended <laughs> yeah. by a friend. Yeah. Um, but also in the first few days I noticed on her face she was get, she had little spots and things which is supposed to be like milk spots or they call it a hormone kind of acne and the suggestion is that um, they just from the mother's hormones that they they get some spots. But I think her face was a bit dirty. <laughs> <laughs> we just didn't wash her for about. A while. We were so like 
you know, you, you just so look, you just stare at them for a week, don't yeah. you? You don't wash them because and you're you too don't want to disturb just... them. Like if they if they, if something's if they're sleepy or if they're comfortable, if they're content, yeah. you don't want to fuck them up by no. putting water on their head or <laughs> taking their clothes off and changing them and things like that. But um, yeah, I noticed when we did give her face a bit of a wipe that the spots got a bit better yeah. because she does also she smushes milk around everywhere around her face all the time <laughs> she's stretching yeah that was a big stretch um was it what else I don't know. what else well, do I suppose we know? what about what about your your recovery should you not talk about how you're physically feeling seeing as you know some people might be thinking what what does the body feel like a couple of weeks after you've been there yeah we might have to have a little pause and then we could oh, talk about that a little grumble <laughs> yeah okay let's pause it okay there we go she's okay a, she's, that was only two minutes well she just wanted to just move onto yeah. a different side of your she's legs in a very weird position yeah so <laughs> she's that's, a, that's the one i had a yes she's sort of started to have some new shapes isn't yeah. she like she seems com- like i don't know if she's just because she's got more strength in her neck and that she likes to lie in certain different ways but yeah yeah it's almost like she's sort of you're wearing her like a belt currently. <laughs> yeah with one of her legs kind of up as well um so yeah me I gave birth three and a half weeks ago. Yes. And I feel pretty normal. Yeah. Um, in terms of, yeah, like I thought that it would take longer to feel normal. Yeah. Um, and it hasn't really. Uh, <laughs> my well, that's, that's good. I think people would like to hear that because a lot. I think a lot of the fears would be the aftermath. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't looked at my vagina. <laughs> before the next episode do you, do you need to have a little look maybe i do um but that feels all right yeah um there's still there's still a little bit of bleeding just a little bit yeah. but nothing nothing major um my bum hurts my bum hurt a bit more than my vagina <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but that's that's feeling better now as well yes. um what else like I don't know what else with me, my hair. Oh my god, I've got so much hair on my head. My hair is a mane. Of, yeah, it is. it's like a lion's mane. Um, I don't know why they are. Like I was reading this morning that supposedly your hair, like during pregnancy, your hair doesn't fall out as much as it would. So once you've given birth, your hair is supposed to start just yes. falling out loads. But I, I, it's the thickest, biggest head of hair <laughs> I've ever had in my life. So I don't know if one day it's just going to come out in handfuls of clumps yeah, yeah. or what just go bald overnight yeah <laughs> but that's a um that's something that's happening in my body um <laughs> oh yeah my stomach like i'm so surprised by how my stomach looks it looks pretty much normal like i've just noticed there are maybe a couple of tiny little stretch marks are, or something yeah. but really it just looks like my body looked before but just a bit of extra fat on it. Yeah, I think you. Yeah, because I think you were worried it, you'd have that thing of you know when people lose a lot of weight yeah, quite and you've got drastically, kind of and you have the sort of excess skin, or yeah. it's all kind of crinkly and crumpled. Yeah. Um. But that's yeah, it's not. So that's surprising, ladies. Um. And again, my boobs. Well, and also that you know you use that bio oil. I that did the whole way through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally from like very early on. Yeah. So there may be something in that that's yeah. worth people trying. Yeah, um, and 
I've been doing pelvic floor exercises as well. I asked in the hospital when I could start them and they were like, you can start straight away. Yeah. And they recommended an app to me called Squeezy, which is an <laughs> NHS app. It costs three pounds, but you know what? I'll just add that to our small tally of <laughs> costs yeah, that we've, yeah. we've paid for. Um, but uh, it, it basically three times a day I get a notification and then I press go and there's sort of a visual um, – there's a visual tool that, that times the pelvic floor exercises as you do them that I find really useful. And sometimes I um, don't know you're doing them and I'll come into the room and you're just I think you're just reading something really serious on your phone. <laughs> so you've got this very sort of um, focused look on your yeah. face and you're staring at your phone. <laughs> and I'm like, you're all right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing pelvic floor exercises. <laughs> it's basically, I can't do that if she's on me. Like I have to, that, that's Hannah alone time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pelvic floor exercises. So that's one thing I'm able to do most days. Like if yes. I get a spare spare little chunk of time, then I'll do some pelvic floor exercises. Yeah. We've been out a bunch. We've we taken have. up a load of walks. Mm-hmm. The big vintage prams come in so handy. Yeah. She loves it. Yeah. Big wheels, good suspension. Um, She cries a bit more when I'm pushing her than when Carl is, but, (laughs) you know, them's Um, the brakes. And it's also got loads of room underneath for when we go. Yeah, we went for a walk. When was that? Like day day three or four? Uh, Something early. No, it's day five, wasn't it? I think it was the morning before we went to the hospital. Thursday morning. No, it was Wednesday. I think it was don't know I think it was the early on basically we wanted to get out of the house quite early yes and it felt that we were like, so we were like oh, how, we're only, we might not even get to the park and back we might just go down the road get to the roundabout turn around yeah we end up to doing a, yeah, a lap of the park yeah it's a kilometer she seems back. yeah she seems very chilled in that program. yeah like, we've gone sort of pretty long distances since. yeah it's surprising like I didn't know how how she would go but it's fine I feel more comfortable with her in the pram than in the ergo baby yeah you carrying. had one go of that out of the house we did a loop of the park with that but i just kept thinking i hope i've not suffocated her <laughs> yeah and we've got a couple of other wraps we got given one the other day that's a, a ring sling which i tried with her yesterday yeah. which actually felt really good i think i'd done something a bit awkward um but i feel really confident that yeah. i could use that and the other the bigger wrap kind of the more traditional wrap that's a really long piece of material yeah, yeah, yeah. we haven't even did we try to put her in it i've put in it briefly yeah Yes. That feels like a bit more of a hassle than all the other ones. It does. Which is that's why we bought the Ergo Baby one because I just thought it'd be good to have something easy that we could actually use. And it is so you put it on, easy, you put her yeah. in it today, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, just, just when I was making some... my coffee and you were on Skype. Yeah. Oh, oh God. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I talked <laughs> to my friend because it was his birthday. Skyping your friends <laughs> while I'm looking after the baby. Um, yes. Uh, what, what, what else? I don't know. I think apart from, I mean, it's sort of, you know, it is, you get into a routine surprisingly quick, you know. Yeah. A good tip that I think you read it um, and then we've adopted it is to start the evening, sort of almost have an evening routine of getting, you know, like, basically you don't, when she is, she definitely, every baby they say gets fussier in the evening and Mm. we've noticed that definitely, you know, she just seems a little bit more either alert, overtired and starts getting a bit, you know, fiddly. Um, so what we did is rather than sitting, you know, in the front room watching Netflix, or whatever, from about eight o'clock, we tend to move into the bedroom, low lights, bit of music. Yeah. You know, I can read and you can feed her. And like, we just sort of sit there and just, I think we just calm the tone down. Of the yeah. Evening, and that sort of tends to bring her t- down to that sort of tone. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it seems to have been working so far. And it's past. nice. It's quite nice getting into bed at 
nine o'clock at <laughs> night. Which, although I said that Celebrity MasterChef starts tonight and we want to watch it, but yeah, we might have I to know. I should watch it on catch up if it's too late. <laughs> we'll have to work out something. Yeah. What we could do is bring the laptop into the room and once she's asleep, we yeah. can watch it with like a headphone splitter so as not to disrupt <laughs> yeah. her. And we did have a... Um, we had a meet up with the other NCT people yes. earlier this week, which was which was really good, but also quite full on. Like I realised that's the first social gathering we've had since March, yeah. since the lockdown. It, was, it would be yeah, it would be since we left your or we yeah, we'd not seen anyone since we left your family no. in Australia in March. Yeah, I mean we've seen a few people, but not not in a group. No, um, and. That that was quite like I that was the first time I'd fed her out of the house, kind yes. of, and that was quite a little bit stressful. And I could f- like just wasn't giving her the same sort of attention that I would give her if I was at home. Yeah, I felt a bit um, yeah, a bit a bit much, but it was good to good to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I I I mean, I'm surprised. We've, we've got through this. We've shared some things, yeah. had some thoughts. Um, we've, we might do a couple more episodes. Um, we're going to catch up with some people, I think. Yes. And. But yeah, apart from that, you know, there's no major. The tips are just. It's. I mean, it's. It's. I, this is going to sound madness, but it's not as extreme as I thought it would be. Yeah. To have a newborn, like people, your dad described it as prepare for a siege. Mm-hmm. You know, and also I do. I get that there's a a luxury, or not a luxury, or a privilege, whatever. But you know, lockdown has provided the fact that there's nowhere we need to be. There's nothing we need to do. Today, I did a couple of hours of admin for some tax paperwork I had to do, and that's the first proper bit of admin I've really done in months. So you know, there's obviously there's financial worries with lockdown, but actually the fact that we've got so much time, I think, has made it much easier to just get onto this routine that we've got and that we're kind of used to it as well from being in lockdown we're used to being at home and used to sort of just this lifestyle yeah yeah but not having anything to stress about or do like in terms of not having to be anywhere not having any work to finish i think has really made it much easier yeah um i've been drinking lots of juice get a juicer get a juice yeah (laughs) that is i know it's 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 weird a weird luxury to have but when you've had a night where you've, you're up every two hours. Having some fresh juice is just really f- good. Just loads of ginger in it. And Carl's been, I mean, I'm not surprised, but he's been really great at sort of looking after me. I, th- I don't know if I said last night, there's a chain of command, really. She, <laughs> I serve her, he serves me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I have cooked a few times. Like there's still, there's definitely things that I want to do that are away from just sort of looking after her and, and I'm able to do that, but you're, definitely doing the lion's share of that stuff yeah and i'm that's yeah. good it feels like it feels like i'm actually doing something wrong. yeah because otherwise you know lots of bring me water bring me juice i've got used to saying oh can you please bring that over now can you get that for me cushions this? cushions that's uh, that is one tip i would say get loads of cushions yeah i've always oh, weirdly i've we've know, got quite we've a, lot. Got a lot of cushions but i've always as a even as a, as a guy i've always had loads of cushions i like things to be comfortable looking mm. but they've really come into their own yeah you will you will go through cushions like you'll you know, that one day where I built a fort around you, essentially, so yeah, you could just sleep. That was nice. Little cushion fort. Yeah. Fort. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes words come out wrong, guys. Sometimes words come out wrong. Um, also, we've been getting sent lots of cards and gifts, which is so nice. So Make a list. So I've been writing them down. Who sent us what? So that we can send thank yous to them. Yes. Um, which I want to do. Yeah. Get some little cards to send back or something like that. 
Yeah. Um, all right. I think, I mean, <laughs> I'll see what this sounds like when I listen back to it. That would be good. You sound, <laughs> you sound much more with it than I would have expected. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with it. Oh, I'm still like, I haven't got baby brain. I'm beating a friend of mine at Scrabble online <laughs> that he's really annoyed about because he thought I'd be crap at it right now. Yeah. So they're myths. <laughs> they're myths. Um, make sure you've got ice cream in the fridge. Yeah. Snacks. You need snacks that you can eat one-handed in yes, the night. That is a good shout. So often, like, if I've fed and then go to the toilet, I'll come into the... I'll just come into the kitchen and get something to eat. And it's the same if I've kind of got her and Carl's not around, um, then just being able to get something you can eat with one hand, you need that. Yeah. Yeah. Good, yes. <laughs> I'd have to do just a bowl of roast potatoes yeah, they for were... the night the other day. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're eating just roast potatoes at three in the morning. Delicious. There's lots of, there's lots of um, in the middle of the night, Carl going, can I get you something? I'm like, can I just have a little sandwich, please? <laughs> <laughs> I get some little sandwiches. I can feel this podcast could go on for like another three hours as we go. Oh, and um, yeah, yeah. oh, that's right, and this and this, but but Basically, we won't. Yeah, the takeaway is uh, <laughs> it's you know it's definitely it's it's a it's a big change, and your schedule will suddenly look crazy on paper, like the mm. amount of waking up you're doing. Yeah, but you know you're also you know if you should obviously have allotted the time off as well. Yeah, you've got nothing to do, so don't stress about being awake half the night. Yeah. Because during the day you can just lie, loaf around. And, and don't try to do other things. You know, if you've got anyone who's going to get annoyed at you because you've not written them a text message back or got back to an email, then fuck those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, you know, they they should be understanding of how things will be like exactly. for you. So you just do what you need. Yeah. Just do what you need. And the partners, I would say, you know, try and be, try and not be doing too, um, too many other things in that first three weeks or whatever because... I feel definitely like just having so much time with her. Mm. You know, I didn't have that that fear I had that I wasn't gonna bond, you know, bond or, or yeah. You know, some dads say it takes them a while, it takes them months before they fully feel like they bonded. I just didn't. I've just felt not the opposite of that. They're so cute together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always looking at them, going, "Oh, look at you guys, you two. You're so sweet." Should, whether should we lying on him or the, when they're lying next to each other or having little chats. <laughs> we read her poetry as well. I do read her poetry. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I should have kept that miss. Uh just jokes, nothing, nothing. All right. Um okay. That's enough. Yes. Thanks Thank for listening still. Thank you. Um uh, we'll speak to you again. Okay. Bye. 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 Heavy pencil. An actor of my experience, you just get run dry. A podcast sitcom with Anna Crilly and Tony Gardner. I played, I played yeah. Edmund Gelder and he played Fanny Snatch. The Observer called it a lovely thing. Wonderfully funny, pitched perfectly, produced with a light touch. I'm not having any more of this. I need you to pull me off immediately. Heavy Pencil from Great Big Owl. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.